Sports The funk Dr. Spock smoking Buddha on the train How high, so high that you can kiss the sky How sick, so sick that you can suck my dick Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Recognize Johnny Blaze, ain't a damn thing changed How high, so high that you can kiss the sky How sick, so sick that you can suck my dick You'll have to excuse my friend He's a little slow. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Blacker than your blackest stallion. Okay. Hit your housing projects. I represent Shaolin, my... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the TPS Reports podcast, everybody. <laughs> this in the, is what we call in the business another installment. That's right. Of Live from the <laughs> Holiday Inn in... Where are we in Texas? Hell yeah! Uh, Denton. Denton, Texas, ladies and gents. Denton. Just took a mean old dump. Yup. We've been it, waiting to fire up the mics after we fired stuff out of our assholes. It looks like somebody emptied blunt guts into the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I swear to God. Is it just like pulp? Pulpy? Yeah, it's all over the shit? sides and it didn't like wash it down when I I prefer washed? my shit with no pulp or low pulp. <laughs> <laughs> some, I'm a some pulp guy. Also, you ever uh, do this thing? I do this sometimes. You ever heard of this? You know this? Seen this? <laughs> Where you're sitting on the bowl and you shit, and then you pee, but like hands free. But you because put your hands up like there's a cop <laughs> pointing a gun at you. <laughs> but, but because I don't want any trouble. But because you have a, a little dick like us, uh, the pee goes in between the seat and the bowl, and it sprays all over your pants. Yeah, it gets a little waterfall on your, your heels there <laughs> down on the do floor. Because I've done that a lot in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't know about a lot, but <clears throat> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure we had a uh, wet undies. Van Black Soul was on the podcast. And I was trying to explain to him what that's like, but he doesn't have a, a tiny white dick. Right. And I was like, listen, I His swear. Dick <laughs> fucking hangs into the water like when you're filling a pool. <laughs> <laughs> He's got garden hose yes. with girth, though. <laughs> How's everybody doing? What's up, guys? We are um, hungover in a hotel room, on getting one in, baby. Again. Before we uh, head... Well, I wish I was on the road again. Austin bound. Yeah. Baby. Fucking uh, yeah, got we, the Holiday Inn Wi-Fi tech support. I'm amazed. Uh, on fleek. I'm so amazed now we're here that. recording a podcast. Yeah, fired up my laptop and no internet. You know, you got to put a code in at the hotel and there was no prompt to put the code in and it, w- it said I'm connected, but there was... It's not. No internet. <laughs> And then there was just a button on the phone that said internet support. You know, it's like a like the popcorn button on the microwave. It's just direct to the internet support. Do you think that's that guy can't be in this building? That guy's name was not Carl. Okay, first of so all, what he said it was. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> and second of all, uh, the guy he killed it. Something happened, and the fucking he's like, go to your advanced you know, settings. Do this. I'm like, this is not gonna fucking work. This is a waste of time. Carl, and the guy got it. As in chopsticks. As in. Asian. I don't follow. <laughs> right, so I'm trying to spell out Carl. He was clearly <laughs> fresh off the boat Asian guy. Yeah. R as in rice. L as in I can't pronounce else. <laughs> wow. I guess uh, <laughs> we're in for a long morning, everybody. I'm in Texas, baby. Back <laughs> off. I'm racist now. 
Yes, sir. I hate Asians. Don't you get a pass <laughs> down here? If Tony um, Hinchcliffe taught me anything. Uh, Tulsa. We've, we've only done Tulsa and Norman as of yet. Yeah, both were fun shows. And boy, were they a hoot. Both maybe, you know, highlight level TPS shows in those cities. Tulsa was a good time. Hands down, our best visit to Tulsa. It's nice uh, to see. Uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with our first visit to Tulsa, but it was horrendous. Not a great time. Um, I do know how many people are familiar with our first visit to Tulsa. Four. Because four people came to the show. Yeah, my sister, her <laughs> husband. <laughs> where we performed like on the floor because there was no stage at that place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's felt kind of good to be back, like, getting verbally blown by fans in right. other cities. They're just like, I I've love you guys. I'm like, yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm the best. I've Continue. missed being called a god for the past year and a half. It, it is... People listening to the podcast. It's a boost. I like that, because that's all we really have fucking done for the last year. And, you know, people that shows are, they're hip, they're up to date on the fucking Casey's Pizza, and if it's gay or to suck your own dick, they're paying attention. Right. We have retention with the listeners, so that's good. Um, past, yeah, it's been a great time. Passed quite a few Casey's pizzas on the road. Only on the fucking day we drove, like our big driving day. We passed a few, and the timing never worked out yet to, to stop and eat it. I'm not in Tried. the mood yet. Tried. I was in the mood at a certain point. We just didn't see a Casey's during that mood. <laughs> I did realize one point of hypocrisy on my end is I feel like on this very show, uh, we have discussed the quality of hoagie available at a Wawa gas station. Yeah, speaking of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps if, if Wawa made a, a pizza hoagie, I'd be all in. You know, I think the thing out here, though, is Bucky's. That's like the Wawa of Texas. Am I wrong? Is that that, that gas mall that Buc-ee's. we passed last night where yeah. there was like fucking 200 pumps? If we go to a Bucky's and they have like cheesesteaks or pizzas, would you try one? Like they had a deli uh, counter like a Wawa? Well, tour life is different than life. You know what I mean? Yeah, my standards go a lot lower. I ate pube eggs at Waffle House the other night, okay? Wow. My standards don't exist when we're on the road. Yeah, gas station pizza is gross, but Waffle House pubes, that's chill. Right. Uh Gas station pizza is like (laughs) five-star dining establishment when you're on the road. It's like one of those places where halfway through the meal, a guy comes over with like a table comb and like fucking cleans the tablecloth off. For each each, uh, stage of the meal, you need a clean cloth. That's class. Yeah, we wound up at a Waffle House the other night. <coughs> First of all, I've never been in a Waffle House. I've, I've had maybe three experiences. Listen to my fucking finishing of the story. Every time I've been there, in the three times, every time I've gone, I've never been there and had it not be a disgusting fucking experience, is what I'm saying. I think that's I've been like there maybe three motto. times. It's a fucking gross disaster. Every time some guy is either asleep with his butthole hanging out, or there's pubes in your eggs... It's just like people have been talking that's what, about. That's the brand. It's what on a shithole Waffle House is since before either one of us was even born. So true. I think that's just like their thing. I think that's why you go. You go to see big. Right. Uh, My bad. Taco shell assholes. Um, but yeah, not one, but two pubes and your meal alone, and then I'm eating mine. I started. I stopped eating just to look for hairs, and sure enough, if you look hard enough, you will find right. hair in your food. I'm not the only one who had hair in his food. I'm the only one who took the time to notice. No, we all had it. It's like, you know, it's a garnish. The rest of you have hair in your stomachs. Um, Yeah, I I truly believe that the only reason the rest of the people we were with didn't find hairs is they just ate too fast or they weren't looking hard enough. They fucking, they're in there 
They're mixed in with the hash browns that look like macaroni and cheese noodles. <laughs> Just look harder. It's in there. Whatever this shit is, we're shoveling into our fucking mouths. Good time. Tulsa. a really Oklahoma. ridiculously <laughs> uh, unappealing dining establishment. Though, it's, oh. it's made for the purpose of being drunk at 3 a.m. and needing something greasy to put in your stomach so you don't wake up with a hangover. Yeah. And to quote myself in recent weeks, not proud of it. Fucking have to go. Even when everybody said was like, everybody was saying, let's go to a Waffle House. I was like, if that's where everybody's going, I'm going. But I could easily say, nah, I'm good. Everybody, I didn't. Skyler ordered um, Skyler ordered a grilled cheese. Well, they tried to order a pancake, and they were like, ah, <laughs> we don't do that. We do waffles here at the Waffle this House. This is not Pancake House. And then he asked if they had French toast, and they said yes. So he said, I'm going to get a grilled they cheese. They say yes. <clears throat> the one retarded 19-year-old kid who was waiting at our table said yes. And, uh, and that, so he said, I'm going to get a grilled cheese with a piece of French toast on the side. The guy comes back, I don't know, 10 minutes later. Never, at, never stopped to like check in with Skylar on the like, oh, you know what? Actually, we don't have this. Or whatever. He just comes back with a grilled cheese on cinnamon raisin bread, like raisin toast with Kraft singles in the yes. middle of it melted. And then we, we all kind of look at it like, and They're then like, the guy drops it on the table, and verbatim he says, "Here's your not French toast." <laughs> That's what he said. He said, "Here's your not He's like, French toast." We don't have one of the items he ordered, so why don't we just try and make the other item kind of like both the items he ordered? Yeah, by definition of the title of what I'm calling this, it's the opposite of what you ordered. <laughs> it is not French toast. <laughs> so, like, we all just look at this. Like, he said it like he was proud. What is this? We we're like, well, fuck that. <laughs> we gotta put a stop to these fucking hateful sons of bitches. So, um, basically, instead of saying, "Hey, we're out of French toast, um, but we can give you a waffle or something," or it's like the guy tried to like, okay, he wanted like a, a sweet thing, but we don't have it, so we're gonna do a sweeter bread right. in place of the bread and the grilled cheese, and we'll just combine. He wants a sweet thing of toast and a and a sandwich. Now this is what it's like when worlds collide. Let me put the sweet bread. <laughs> on the fucking grilled cheese, and I, I fixed it. Is I'm not going to ask him if he wants something else. I'm not even going to say we don't have French toast here. Is that um, I'm just going to serve him a new thing I made up. Is that Power Man 5000 or is that uh, Static X? Is it Power Man 5000? Hell yeah! It is. <laughs> what is Static X? What do they do? Why am I confusing Static X with Power Man 5000? They were in the same realm. They probably all played Warp Tour one year, you know? Can you imagine? Static X. What is their thing? <laughs> Static X. Static X. Third billing. Power Man 5000. Second billing. Monster Magnet Headliner. Right. Right. Don't forget about the used. <laughs> Throw the used somewhere in there. I crowd surfed uh, at a Monster Magnet show when I was like 11 years old. It was a Q101 concert in Chicago. <sighs> is it? I'm the one? And they played... Uh, What's the song? Do you recognize any of these Space titles? Space Lord, Mother, Mother. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> What is this, Static X? The only. Do you recognize any of these song titles? All I really recognize is their singer's goofy hairdo. Oh, yeah. He looks like a fucking uh, super saiyan or something. He looks like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Let's see. What's this sound like? Give me some Static freaking X. <laughs> See, there's nothing memorable about this, but it sounds like all music from that era, so it's like fooling me into thinking I do remember it. This guy looks like if um, me and UBI fucked, 
and then our baby had terrible uh, taste in hairdos. <laughs> no? He looks like a fucking... Man, he's kind of <laughs> got a sick beard, right? <laughs> <You> and... <laughs> you being you. Man, what a hardcore era. Yeah. Wes from Limp Biscuit, eat your heart out. Like that's who he wanted to be. Like baggy metal era. Is it that Wes? Is, that is our era. Who was the goofy bass player in Limp Biscuit with the black eyes and? The, I don't know. Well, we're gonna find it. We're getting. It. We have nothing else to really go into. Hey, Oklahoma's been fun. Now let's get into the Static X Power Man <laughs> Five Thousand recaps. I never listened to <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Go. Uh, I did like Monster Magnet. I was a big Cold Chamber fan. Cold Chamber was the first CD I bought Ew. on my own volition. I knew I it. It was Wes Borland, and I was confused with Al Borland. Uh, that is that is wow, easily what a terrible Tim the Toolman Taylor. Wait, let me try again. Uh, uh, That's Adam Sandler. Hold on, I'm gonna get there. I'm better. A, at, I'm better at doing the like the little. Uh, 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 there is a fine line <laughs> between Tim the Toolman Taylor and Adam Sandler. Uh, just, I can't hit the high notes, you guys. It's too early. My fucking throat's all blowing on me. We used to do this yeah, thing. Well, uh, look at this asshole from Limp Bizkit. When oh we were my in my God, elementary school, our teachers would do this thing at our elementary school. Remember this? Uh, at the end of every week, and they would announce it on the announcements. Student of the week. Each class had a student of the week. Right. Remember this? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. If you were student of the week, you had to have been. I mean, of course. Uh, so when I was student of the week in third grade, uh, my mom rewarded me with, I got to pick out a CD at the local Tower Records. And you went right past Power Man 5000, Monster Magnet, and Static X. I went right to Cold Chamber. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I remember the lady looking up at my mom and and looking down at me and then telling my mom. He's walking right past the West Borland solo (laughs) album. (laughs) And the lady looking at my mom like, are you sure you want to let him buy this? Ew, dude, look at all these ugly people. Marilyn Manson, West Borland. West Borland kind of looks like... um, like Steve Ranazzisi, if he th- if someone threw a bunch of powdered donuts at his face, fucking <laughs> <laughs> somebody antiqued him. <laughs> West Borland sleeping in the other room. Ape's gonna go. Ape. <laughs> Phil's gonna go. Ape shit. We're gonna wake up West Borland. He came in last night. <laughs> oh, what else, you guys? Waffle House pubes. Um, shit. What else? Is going Do you on? really think they were pubes? I mean, anytime you're eating food, uh, like at a restaurant, and there's a little tiny hair in your dish. Dude, they looked... How is that a pube, though? I have pubes. They don't just wind up and everything all day while I'm doing stuff. You don't work at Waffle House, sir. It happens. <laughs> this is a good point. You don't think it's like a neck hair, maybe a nostril hair? First of all, a neck hair? That is foul. <laughs> I have a hairy neck. Have you seen like three-inch hairs come off of it? It wasn't three inches. It was gross. <laughs> it, was, it had length. That thing stretched beyond an inch. It could be like uh, one of those fake I'm eyelashes. I'm just talking about my gag. That chicks wear nowadays, those like three-inch... Yeah. You know, you weren't, you dude. Didn't, it wasn't a fake eyelash. It was a body hair. It was two of them actually <laughs> in your <laughs> eggs, and you're like, "I'll eat this." Maybe the the maybe it got really hot in the kitchen, and the chef popped his shirt off, and then he was like scratching his chest. <laughs> and a couple of Lucy's can't handle the heat. Get out of the kitchen. That guy's just handling heat. He's got to take his shirt off and scratch his chest hairs over the grill. Okay, he's got a job to do. Um. So yeah, if we if we do stop at Casey's on the way home, which is part of my plan it's like i feel like we went too far south we saw some and then we drove past them and now on the way home we can try again i was hoping to have tried casey's by now so we could talk about it this week true true um but we ate pubes instead so maybe next week 
And if there was hair on the Casey's pizza, apparently it's not a deal breaker because it didn't break the deal at Waffle House. So <laughs> <clears throat> couldn't be worse than that. What else is going on? We got to see our old pal, Drew Mantia. <laughs> Drewfy. Driving into town, we passed St. Louis, stopped, had a meal with our buddy Drew. Kind of didn't realize until we were sitting there catching up that it was, it's been like, feels like almost two been years. been a long time. Two fucking years we since did we've a, seen our um, pal, Drew. A Zoom episode some months back. Right, we did. But it. that's not, yeah. that's not a hang. No. no. That doesn't count. Got to see his new digs. Uh, Drew has set up a new studio out there in St. Louis. He's doing great. Uh, yeah. The digs are spectacular. Two of us can't wait to take a trip down and record some shit with our boy. We might do that maybe like uh, towards the times. end of the year. Why not come on uh, down and work together? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that was cool. It's just like, uh, and that's always great. Like that's one of the things we missed about being on the road. Not only getting blown verbally by fans, like you guys are the best. It's like I know, <laughs> I know. But seeing Drew, I got to see, I, I see family every time I'm in Tulsa that I never see unless we play a show in Tulsa. So they got to come out and then we went and like uh, hung out in there at my sister's pool all day the day after. And it was just like, it's sick. And then we go and, uh, and to Norman and like the guy who has always brought us to Oklahoma. It was technically his last Tobias, show before he your moves. Your name is Toby. And uh, Kat, of course, from UBI Tour. He's mm -hmm. from Tulsa, so we get to see these old friends and family and stuff. You didn't you say you had uh, family in Houston? I do have family in Houston. Tomorrow that night, if you're listening on podcast day, come check us out in Texas this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Houston free show, Cinema mm -hmm. Paradiso. Also tomorrow, you guys sitting in San Quentin, San Quentin, Texas, sipping this Tarantino. Go on, wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Brainwash is coming out publicly everywhere tomorrow, too. It's going to be uh, on Facebook and live everywhere. So if you didn't catch it on Patreon, that shit's coming out tomorrow. Make sure to share that for us. And if you Watch did it catch again. it on YouTube, yeah, go over to Facebook and catch it a second time because they're two different takes. Some of the people are going to be like cartoonishly like, wiping their eyes with their fit. Like, huh? We had Paul <laughs> doing twice the hump busting. To bring y'all two separate versions of this video. So I think making new friends out here. Pudge, producer of Brainwash, out here on the shows. Didn't even know the guy raps. He's a sick fucking rapper. Yeah. Buddying uh, up with these guys. It's sick. You Pudge kind of just threw out there the other night on stage how he wasn't included in the tour poster, and I really feel I really feel bad about that. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know he was gonna be on every show. Look, I didn't make the poster. So get up off my back about it. I'll march right down to the van right now and write his name on every single poster we got left. Um, you think I won't? For real, though, it's just been a good-ass time. Ben Buck, crushing shit. Uh, one of many openers of the Palmer Squares in Hard Tour Life. to follow. Where it's like, why don't we open for him? And you know what? We will be soon. Why, we will be soon. Why <laughs> put this motherfucker on the road with us? <laughs> He's good. Uh, yeah, really fucking sick. Um, and uh, I think that's <laughs> all I had left to say, was yeah. to fart into the microphone, you guys. You want to shoot yourself in the foot when planning a tour and book somebody to go before you who does things that you are way not capable of doing. <laughs> <You> will, <laughs> I'll get up there and be like... Oh, my Lord. Seriously, how do you beatbox? <sighs> Remember uh, years ago we did and we actually released it to the public? Like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a four minute freestyle of first you rap and I'm beatboxing, and then we go like we try and do this little transition thing, uh -huh. of, <laughs> and then you take over and I start. Ew. It's terrible. 
Man, that just reminded me, though, after the show in Tulsa, there was this, it was the most poppin', like, nightlife I've ever seen in Tulsa. Like, it felt like college towny. like, people were out and about, and then there was this one dude, just, nobody knows this guy, it's just a guy walking by, ends up hanging and holding court, uh, what was his name, Dr. Fuck, yes. I believe is what he called himself, uh, big black dude, just start, he's just hilarious, he's just, like, spouting off at the mouth, just, like, lying in a stream of consciousness, and he's so goddamn funny. A wonderfully organic, uh, just happenstance of <laughs> so Ben Buck good. beatboxing on the sidewalk, and this guy just passing by at the right moment and being lured in by the beat. Exactly. So he would be in the middle of, like, he'd be just... Not, I don't even know if it's storytelling, but he would just be talking about something. And then I don't know where Ben will come in and just do the four count. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm at the mall and I'm... <laughs> and then by beat one, this guy never missed beat one. Right. Like he would just turn his story into a freestyle, you know. Here, I'll just, I'll improv. I'll be Dr. Fuck talking about something or other. And then you just hit me with the ten count. Or the, the, the four count, the four beat. Okay. Okay. Uh... Shit, now I have to improvise. So I'm at Casey's. So I'm at Casey's. And they don't got any pizza. And there's so pubes on the, in the cheese of the pizza. And I'm thinking, I'll probably just eat the pubic pizza. So I take it up. And oh, shit, I took a pizza. Then I put a pepperoni and I got it in there. <laughs> Every single time a beat one came around, he would go, oh, shit, and start <laughs> rapping perfectly. Uh, it was truly impressive. But fun times. Felt the same way in uh, Norman. It's the, I guess it's a college town. Never felt like it until the other night there. Maybe people are just starved for like activity. They said uh, in Tulsa that we were only the third show since they've reopened and started like right. opening their venue again. The first touring show since. So right. I think people are just like we said. Uh, you know, a year ago when this bullshit started. Uh, and we were speculating. I think I remember you speculating that like it's going to be years before people are going to like want to go back to venues and be in close quarters. For some people, I still think that's true. Hug the act. I still think there's people out there that will like take right. this year off just to take it off. But I think more so uh, to like a year ago when I was saying I think when it when shit opens back up, people are going to be so fucking starved for fun and entertainment and camaraderie and etc. And uh, that that's going to result in like, hey, we're going to go to a market where we usually pull 12 and we'll pull like 50. 15. <laughs> um. I, I love how we're, we're, you know, 30s. We're in our 30s, 10 years into a career, and we're looking at like pulling 50 people is like, all hey, right. Things are looking up. <laughs> things are coming up roses for the Palmer Squares. I'm in my mid-30s. So where's my fingerboard toy? <laughs> I want the crowd capacity to match my age. Yep. Um, shit, last night got maybe a little too drunk with the boys in them. Uh, we were hanging out at Pudge's crib, and then he was saying how downtown Denton is, like, around the corner, three-minute walk-in, and let's go, there's comedy shows, there's bars, and then our buddy Skyler, who, honestly, I thought we'd have, like, <clears throat> Skyler on the podcast again, Ben Buck, maybe, we yeah, just... this is bullshit, we're this, doing this alone. I know, um, but we had to, you know, the, the timing didn't work out, it never does, there's always tight time on the road but anyways basically like all right we'll go out let's you know let's go hang later but skylar you got to go do comedy like we're gonna go to an open mic and otherwise we're going to the hotel and that's it we're gonna leave <laughs> so we go out and then skylar does like what felt like 15 minutes it was definitely over 10 they said he had up to 10 minutes he thought he had three but uh yeah i love it i love it I, I absolutely it. love it. That was a very fun time. And then I fucking got, I thought, what I thought was close to breaking the fucking record on the, the hot shot, top shot, shoot, pop basketball shot, game. Hot you know? shot, top shot, pop shot. What are you going to do? Wrap me up in caution tape, top cop? 
I got like genuine it's praise a quote from the movie Showtime with Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy. Great movie. Praise from Pudge. He was like, "That was fucking impressive." Like, <laughs> how many baskets I made? And I was like, "Yeah, but the high score is four twenty one, and I only had three fifty three. He's like, "Dude, people cheat all the time. They just go and they. That's not a real score. You know what? Most of the people I was like, in I maybe had the high score in this motherfucker. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah uh, I'm out here breaking records. Your first non burnt out arms attempt yeah. was uh it's pretty was impressive. untoppable. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah, I got a sore shoulder after that. <laughs> sore shoulder. Um, Conor McGregor has a sore ankle. It's not an ankle. It's sore actually shin bone. like his tibula or fibula. Yeah, it's not sore. It's split in half. <laughs> it's a clean <laughs> break. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oof. Uh, that dude's done. Yeah, so uh, we don't have a bottle of whiskey this week to do any obits. Fuck. But uh, we could toast our coffee to the death of Conor McGregor's career because I don't <laughs> we know hardly if this guy's coming back from that. Holy cow. I don't think anybody – I could be wrong here, um, but I don't think anybody in, anybody in the history, at least of the UFC, has ever broken a bone, especially a leg, in the octagon and then come back to, like, win a belt. Yeah. I don't think – especially in their late 30s. Late 30s? What is he? 36? He's got to be on the, yeah, probably. Once you make it past 35, you're in your late 30s, my mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as much as people want to say, uh, you know, Poirier didn't, didn't injure him. He injured himself or whatever. Look. It's so funny, like, the to watch all of The greatest fighter in the world doesn't break his leg throwing a punch. That's all I got to say. Exactly. And yeah, all of this, like, I haven't even been paying attention, but I imagine there are Connor fans that are just like, that's, that's bullshit. Like, that wouldn't have, if you would have, that's what Connor's saying. That's if I would have gotten the second round, it would have been different. Well, guess what? That's not what real life looks like. There is no second round because you have a shitty, weak-ass bitch leg, and you right. lost. You lost. The guy you called fragile, you broke your leg <laughs> kicking his. The guy that you said you were going <laughs> to so end in the first round to. is you. The guy <laughs> you said was going to go on a stretcher when you did. You did end somebody in the first round. It was just yourself. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, I mean... There's also people out there trying to act like he didn't get dominated the entire first round. Two of the judges gave Dustin Poirier a 10-8 round in the first, which I think is a little... Hold on. Skyler's on the phone. What's up? Hello. What's up? Where are you at? Uh, I'm at Pudges. Word. We're uh, getting this podcast in before we check out of our hotel in 45 minutes. You know, legally, you have to tell him he's on the air. Oh, damn. Are y'all uh, on live on the air? Yeah, dude. Welcome to the show. Oh, hello. Uh, good to be here. <laughs> first time, long time. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. What uh, would know? Why do y'all do so many roofies references? <laughs> uh, you know, you write what I do you have know. One question. Uh, I've, been, I've been wondering this. Uh, who, who's uh, Frankie Merman and why is he so fragile? Oh, oh so says the guy in the Seinfeld hat last night. Weren't you wearing a Seinfeld oh. bucket hat? Uh, oh, you know what? I was. You idiot. Hold on a second. Wait a second. You can't, you can't hear this, but. Me. You suck! <laughs> half, uh, of, half of mine and Skyler's interactions. To me. Through my, like, DMs and stuff is him sending me Seinfeld memes. It's a Seinfeld reference. Oh, wait. I'm the chucklehead. He knows that. He's just asking. Yeah, bro. You fell hard. I'm the chucklehead. I feel dumb. Egg on my. <laughs> There's pubes in my egg. <laughs> Boy, do I got puby eggs on my face. Boy, is there raisins in my grilled cheese toast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, hurry up. I want lunch. I'll see you later. All right, we'll hit you up uh, in about an hour. All right. Don't later. wait up. All right, later. So, yeah, Connor. <laughs> uh, right. Right. Um, 
Right. I guess we can no longer also tout wait, that. Wait, whole, wait, one uh, second. <laughs> I'm gassy this morning. Go on. Yeah, of course. So there's people, obviously, this is going to be like the MMA community's fucking conversation for the next weeks, is people going back and forth arguing about was he wasn't uh, getting dominated. There's people who are like... There's people who are arguing that, like, dude, Connor was lighting up Dustin with the elbows no, from the ground. Wasn't. It's like, <laughs> okay. wasn't Dustin throwing elbows at him? Yes. Top position. You yes. Know? Um. Uh. So yeah, he's done. I don't. I don't. I don't the know. End. I don't know. You know, he's obviously not done. The guy. You know, a guy with his ego obviously is not going to end his career on a loss. Or he shouldn't. He just shouldn't end his career he's got on more that post than Ronda Rousey for sure. That post-fight interview. You can't end your career sounding like a fucking sixth right. grader. Right. And, he, and uh, so much for the whole humble and defeat thing that everybody always. I compared it to Ronda Rousey just because, this guy. like, she was like the female Connor, where it's like just one of the biggest success stories in in the organization. One of the biggest. I just remember her being like an unavoidable name, kind of like Connor in her t- in right. her time. They're not like the same fighting caliber, but you no. know what I mean. Like they were the same hype train. Eyes on the sport and on the organization. Yes, they know where their their big ticket item is, and it's those two. Those two have probably period. drawn more fans in America, at least, than any other fighter. But for the like like Ronda Rousey, it's like Connor. You're just gonna have to be in Fast and Furious Ten. You know, you're gonna have to get a <laughs> an acting role next because it's not even like a fall from grace, but. He won't it's be a little bit of a fall from grace. He won't. There's no chance of him like getting back to where he was in, in those like double champ years, you know. And maybe he can make a run in another title thing. But it's like maybe keep your body together, and I don't know. Maybe take one more fight just it's to end been on a victory. Said but a million times done, right? When you reach the pinnacle, like this guy has, and you've made like hundreds of millions of dollars, and you've transformed your life into everything you've wanted it to from from the struggle. It's not as easy to fucking to put in the work that you used to put in when you were young and hungry and earn the things that you earned when you were young and hungry because you already got them now. What's he fighting for? Right. You've done it. You've it's done kinda, it all. It's kind of like us. It's like there's already 50 He's people at the show. Strictly, what are we working so hard for? <laughs> at this point, strictly fighting for ego and legacy, which he has enough of to convince me that he will be back, but... I don't know, speaking, making that run for the belt. Speaking of both of these big money fighters, I saw an MMA Junkie article. Ronda Rousey supports Conor McGregor after yeah, UFC 264. Amazed by post-fight interview because he's such a great promoter. He's promoting the next fight. It's like, you're amazed by that? I was also amazed, but like douche chill amazed. Exactly. Like cringing at like, ew, shut up. Loser. I mean, I, I get partially the degree where she's coming from is that like you're such a fucking uh, star oh, for this sport. I love it. Oh. You're always selling fights, even when you're laying there at the end of one with a broken bone. Most guys would be like, you know what? Fuck the trash talk. Fuck whatever just happened. Like, let's focus on this injury and make sure it's not that serious and get me to the hospital so that we can get back in the ring. And his focus is all on continuing to talk shit to this guy. Pathetically to the point of like uh, yelling that his wife is in his DMs and shit. Here, I got it. Let's listen to, uh, you know, the greatest fighter in the world. Not He's, sound he's like yelling a at the guy <laughs> who just beat him's wife. Like, uh, hit me up later, baby. We'll be at the win. Obviously stopped in a horrible way. We'll be at the win for the after party. Like, no, you won't. You'll be going. at the hospital. Here's the thing. I, I You're am going Im- right to surgery. I am impressed. Asshole. They can put a microphone in front of this guy after he's sitting there with a, br- a bone broken in half in his leg. That is the one impressive and the, thing. And he's, think- he's saying things that aren't, ow! Yes. <laughs> that is the one impressive thing. He's still selling fights for the organization, even in this moment where it's like, dude, focus on your leg. Boxing the blade and head off him. Kicking the blade and leg off him. Usual shit. 
doing to close the distance. This is not over. If we have to take this out, sorry for him, it's all out, sorry. Sorry. We don't give a Fuck, why is it censored? He oh, no, says that bullshit. he believes that one of the kicks that he checked is what broke your leg. There was no check. There was not one of them I checked. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. Hit me back on my chance leg alone. Your wife is in me DMs. Cringe. That is like the adult version of you're not invited to my birthday party. Also, what he, a fucking loser. Also, he's married with kids and they're watching right. this. Connor's sure. wife's got to be like, what? Is Connor's he, wife's like, well, fuck that. <laughs> is he, he telling him? another woman publicly in front of the whole world to hit him up? He'll be at the win later? <laughs> Wait a minute. I wasn't invited to the win later. <laughs> the party, the win nightclub, baby. You're, You're not going to the nightclub. You're going to the hospital. Him. Connor, you, you missed with a punch and step back. Tell us what you felt. Tell us what you thought was going on. Just the thing had separated and we bleed and landed on the wonky leg like Anderson Silva that time. What? Something similar to that. It's a f***ing mad out business. You got the leg and the ankle, right? It seems like right in that oh, joint I didn't see here this, the where it connects out. everything is where the ankle went, went down. Yeah. So it almost like his yeah. foot, the connector of his foot and his ankle touched the ground. Look. Your wife's in mediums. That's what you said? That's what you came up with? Yeah, and that's what, like, what his fans are coming up with. Just like, say uh, ouch and fucking go home. Look at his face. He wasn't bleeding. It's like, look at his ear. <laughs> he's got, covered like, in blood. He's got fucking cummy uh, something about Mary ear. He's got like <laughs> viscous blood hanging from his ear. It's disgusting. Uh, only, only one guy bled. Only one guy left on a stretcher. Um, right. It was a, a pretty awesome card. I thought also like fight of the night is easily. Uh, I was going to say that. The why can't I remember this guy's Sean. name? Chris. Mutino, Mutino, that's Mutino, something like that, something like that. Something like that. I'll learn his oh, name. Something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, that guy got robbed of a decision loss. That, that's the tool man Taylor right there. Uh, right, is that better? <laughs> uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, lots of hype. Thinks he's the next McGregor, whatever. I like the guy. He's never fought a ranked fighter. I don't hate him either. I just, I think he's a little cocky. And he with cocky fighters, cocky. I like to see him get humbled personally. Yeah. But he um, will have his humbling one day. But it wasn't this weekend, and I like that guy. Uh, He's made me money in the past. His opponent, who was it, Smolka or someone, pulled out 11 days ago, and then they got this guy making his UFC debut. It was such a kick-ass fight. Doesn't really support uh, Sean O'Malley's, the whole argument of like people saying that the UFC just feeds him cans to pad his record, to build up the hype for this guy. It doesn't help that, that they're on a pay-per-view card. Think about how crazy it is for this Moutinho guy. Yeah. I'm not saying it right. Not I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> that not only is he making his UFC debut, but he's making it opening up, opening up a pay-per-view for the UFC. One of the biggest, like a on trilogy which Conor McGregor is yeah. headlining against Sean O'Malley, who's got all this hype. Uh, you know, as people were saying, it's a win-win. Even if this guy loses, it's a huge win that this is how he gets to make his debut. And then he takes everything. He ate over 200 shots. Sean O'Malley is like so precise with those shots. All, he was uh, throwing over 80% accuracy, it which was is insane. insane. Yeah. That's insane. Really impressed with how many of those can... It but was, what's almost more insane is to eat 
250 shots to the face. I don't think Sean O'Malley anticipated that uh, that would have gone beyond a first round. I think, I swear, I think that's why he was looking at the clock a bunch. He wasn't worried. I think he was like, I want to finish this motherfucker immediately. I want to, I want to, why is he not going down? I want to set a record for connection. I think he was looking at how much time was left because he was on, he felt great. He was just comfortable. Everything he threw connected. And he's like, I'm going to make a, a, you know, I'll break a record right now. I think he was looking because he wasn't really checking the clock in rounds two and three. In fact, he was getting winded. Like, how is this motherfucker not falling down? Right. Well, that's everything I'm connecting. Yeah. Because you're getting winded. He didn't check the clock later in the fight, is what I'm saying. He did in the first round like three or four times. And I think it's because he's like, like, oh, there's three minutes left. I'm gonna end him right now. Like, I wanna, I wanna do this immediately. How much time is left? He wasn't worried. He was doing great, but this guy took everything. And everything. then it's bullshit. There, there was thirty the fucking sink. seconds left in the fight. And I know it's a good point to raise that Herb Dean doesn't know how many seconds are left in the fight. The ref isn't looking at the clock. He's watching the fighters. Yeah. Regardless, I personally think it was a shitty stoppage. Thirty seconds from the end of the fight. This guy's, guy's still been on in his there, feet, still and throwing and punches. Minutes. Yeah. He's absorbed. Fucking all of these shots throughout the fight and shown that he can eat them and he's not going down. I think it's like, let the guy go home with a decision loss to prove you can't TKO me. You can't take me out of this fight. He did go down once, so you can't do the whole... Look, the guy got, got his ass kicked, but he, like, <laughs> he took it all in stride. You know, He got, his, he got pieced up for 14 and a half straight fucking minutes, pretty much. And it, that's impressive. Like somebody who right. can not go down and as just a, has a chin on him, you know? As a friend of mine uh, was saying, though, this guy will go down. It's kind of good for him. He'll, he'll go down like as a folk hero. Of now, of all those people that were watching and thought that it was bullshit, that it got stopped, uh, people are definitely going to be paying attention to this guy's career, and I think for good reason. Hold on. I just got a text. Uh, it says, I have pandemic relief funds of 75000 U.S. dollars from Walmart. I got to click this link to claim them. One second. Fucking nonsense. Why do I get this shit in my goddamn... Yeah, I was just reading that uh, Walmart's CEO stepped down, and they've replaced him with uh, the Prince of Nigeria. <laughs> anyway, I always see these two, like they're sponsored ads in our Instagram, and it's like one million streams in ninety days for two hundred dollars. Matt got over one million streams for two hundred dollars by using this crowd uh, psychology script. That's not, and then crowd another one psychology from zero script. to ten million streams. How one indie artist uses great ads. It's like this is just, this is bullshit. Right? You want? Don't you want to look like one of those guys who has a hundred thousand followers and thirteen monthly listeners? Yeah, that's what we're going for. Get this shit out of my fucking face. Anyway, last thing on UFC two sixty four, most exciting of uh, moment of the entire night is Ty Tuivasa knocking out former NFL player, former and woman beater, woman beater Greg Hardy, <laughs> uh, who has lost before but has never lost by knockout. Love Tai Tuivasa. People ask me all the time, who's your favorite fighters in the UFC? Uh, just like anything, when you ask me, what's your favorite this, what's your favorite that, I'm terrible when I'm put on the spot. You ask me what's my favorite movie, suddenly I've never seen a movie. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I always say Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson's a great go-to. I love to watch him fight. But Tai Bam Bam Tuivasa needs to be on that list. I love watching Tai Tuivasa fight, especially watching him do shoeys, uh, you know, drinking... Drinking, uh, chugging a full beer out of random people's shoes after he wins a fight. Yeah, it was great. It's one of my favorite things to see. Uh, so exciting. Great card. Where do we go from here? I'll tell you where. I'll give you somewhere to go from here. Highly recommended.
Static X, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's not quite Power Man 5000, but it'll do. Highly recommended album comes from none other than Houston, Texas's own. That's right, they're from Houston. Crying Ben. Crung Ben. Crung Ben. Cole Chamber. (laughs) Kit. Kit. Crung Ben, ladies and gentlemen, with their 2015 debut. Spelled like it sounds. This is their debut album, right? The universe. Um, I don't know about that. Smiles. I don't upon know that. you. It was definitely the first album I heard. The universe smiles upon you is the debut studio album by American musical trio. Ah, Crumbin. Okay. Yeah, I saw these guys open up for Leon Bridges in Chicago a couple years ago. Never heard of them. Just happened to walk into the Aragon and they were on stage, and uh, kind of not stole the show for me, but. I loved it. It's terrific. Yeah. I became an instant fan. Went home, got the album, you know. Randomly came across this song, White Gloves, years ago. Your father could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Ketchup popsicle? And uh, fell in love. They do have an interesting origin story. I think you explained it to me once. Yeah, the, I believe. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a trio. Uh, dude on guitar who wears a goofy wig with like old 70s bangs. Lady on bass. Lady on bass who wasn't a bass player. Yeah, I believe they... Uh, they, they were homies. Yeah, they met because they shared like an interest in world music and they have a, a large like, I don't know, I, I forget exactly which countries, you know, but they had, they, they, they basically shared an interest in um, this musical style. They share interests. Lady didn't know how to play an instrument and the guy taught her and next thing you know, they're like, I think they're dating. Guys they're like, in a fucking hey, band together. I can play guitar. Yeah. You're cute. You should learn bass. We can fuck. We'll get this black guy to play drums. <laughs> It'll be awesome. <laughs> and that's what happened, ladies and gentlemen. And and Krongbin was born. What is Krongbin? It means like airplane in Korean or something? Not Korean, I don't think. But yeah, it means like an airline. One of those languages that the tech support guy speaks. <laughs> One of those um, languages that's uh, put on that elephant in the every fish letter song. is a drawing. Elephant and fish. Uh, these are my these are my three highlights of the album. White gloves, two fish and an elephant. There it is. It's my jam. And there's one more. What's the one that's upbeat? It's like, I like Dern Kala. Dern Kala is great. That's a good song. A lot of it's instrumental. Uh, when it does have vocals, they're very like kind of uh, soft, muted, muted it. What's the word I'm looking for? Like understated. Does that work? I'll allow it. Okay. Just uh. chill. Just good chill music. I know we're in Texas. And I want to pick a Texas artist, and this ain't Yeehaw. They also have a collaborative they album make up for that. with Leon Bridges. Yes, they do. Uh, Texas, Texas Sun. Sun. 
All good stuff. Good pick. I approve. Here's Darren oh, Collin. Boy, do I have to Let me get a little Darren Collin in here. Don't shit. Come on, don't shit your pants. Come on. Do 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 do. I kind of want to fart into the mic again, but I really think I'm going to shit on this chair. Risk it. Risk it all. It's not our chair. It's in our fucking mess. <laughs> I take a shit and I go, this ain't my mess. <laughs> <laughs> they got maids, don't they? Hold it closer. Dude, I'm going to shit. I'm going to. It's poop. It's poop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're going to have to take a trip to the John Potty. <laughs> So have we gotten any uh, any New York City shit puns from our listeners? Like we asked. I gotta be honest. Were our listeners good listeners? I only saw one. Did they one. follow the directions we gave them? I only, one. There's one uh, to my. Yeah, all like all I found was Fucking one that seemed like somebody pathetic. going for um, the New York shitty, uh, you know, poop puns. I, I, let's do more next week. They need more time. You guys, you know, it took you a minute to come up with John Potty. Step your game up, um, all y'all. And in and in Static X fashion, here comes this week's statue of li- lip poop. Statue of lip poopy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear it again. Statue of lip poopy. <laughs> I'll allow it. Lib poopy. It's not great. Okay? I would. I would. Uh, I would have been like scat you, right? Scat. Scat. Shat put the you shit in there. Of stat poo of piss yeah. poopy. <laughs> but you know what? A for effort. Statue of lib poopy. Yeah. Is that what he said? Let's let's make lib sure. poopy. Statue of lib poopy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> may just be the title. We shall see. Uh, thank you, sir. Hey guys, work. we could do better than this. What's the number to the voicemail? Uh, 708-797-3079. That sounds right. Leave us a New York shitty pun, please. Please? We need more than that. Pretty please? We need more than that. Anything off the cuff? Can we come up with another one right now? <sighs> come on, come on, come on. What do we got? What do we got? What's a, what's a New York thing? Uh, the Empire uh, State... Uh, no, um, nothing there. Nope. Okay. Time. Did King Square Kong? Did King, did King Kong climb? Like he, he was in. He was in New York, right? So, okay, so that's more of a ding dong genital thing. Yeah. Um. Wait. I, hold on. You blew it! <laughs> All right. We'll see what they come up with next week. Let's do some fan. I'm questions. not asking them to dial. This second. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be put on the spot, so I understand if you need some more time. But there's, there's stuff out there. Take the King Kong thing and find it, you know? I had uh, like one little story that I found about um, like the softies on Twitter, you know? I was wondering if you wanted to... Oh, do I have to pull something up? I got them right here. Okay. So Henry Winkler... Uh, Likes to fish. Did you know that? Did you hey. know that the Fonz is a fisherman? And like a week ago, he tweeted this picture of him fishing. 
Read the tweet. What does it say? Oh, okay. I it's him holding a fish. Henry Winkler tweets him holding a fish. It says, I can't even express the beauty everywhere on our planet. And it is a very picturesque scene behind him. Uh, the, the river, the blue he's sky, happy, white he's clouds. He's smiling. He's calling the planet beautiful. Basically, no one could have a problem with this. <laughs> Do you think that Nobody this... could have a problem with this, Do you this, think right? that the Fonz caught shit for this? It's problematic. Yeah, dude, it just blows my mind the way people like see a, a nice picture of a happy guy holding a fish. Actually, I'm a vegan. Out on the river in nature and exclaiming what a beautiful planet it is. It's actually inhumane to and, fish. And they have to get bent out of shape over it. Jesus Christ. They have to get condescending to the fawns. Fawns descending. <laughs> these are some of the, the screen caps or the, uh, the tweets in response. Uh, you suck! <laughs> I believe is one of the responses there. Take a photo. Don't rip an animal out of its natural environment with a hook through its face so you can feel something honestly. What the fuck are you bitches babbling about? Sir, he is literally suffocating while you photograph his beauty. <laughs> Look at this fish seems this this guy is, knows the body language of fish really well. Yeah. So by looking at the picture, you can tell this guy fucks fish. That this fish seems to be gasping for breath and dying. So I'm afraid it's difficult to admire the surroundings in those circumstances. Gasping for breath. I hope it was it's put not back a in video. The water. You don't hear it going. <gasps> and if it were video, it wouldn't be doing that. Give me another one. What are other people saying about how incomprehensible it is to Look go how fishing? How condescending this is. This lady, she adds like a little screen cap of like a Google suggestion. So. Right, that's always where to go. Google it. Like, I don't even have to tell you my philosophy. Look, Google says you're a piece of shit. I hope your hands are wet, Henry, to protect the fish. Otherwise, I hope you're keeping that fish for dinner now that you have handled him and removed his protective slime. What is your damage, little boy? You got a sick and twisted world perspective. I hope you put that beautiful fish back in the beautiful water to continue to live a beautiful, peaceful life. What do you eat, cunt? What death, do you eat? Death what to, do you eat? Death to any animal is not beautiful. I don't know what this bitch looks like, but she's a fat McDonald's eating cunt. She's not out there eating salads, vegan lifestyle. I guarantee it she eats something that she herself would complain What does she think happens about? when you put the fish back in water? That none of the bigger fish eat any of the smaller fish? Exactly. Nothing's going to come by and eat this fish in the water? This fish isn't going to come by and eat a smaller fish in the water? Right. I'm going to go eat a cow and a fucking pig, but you're a piece of shit for going fishing. Make sure to use every part of the buffalo. Nick Buckley just gets straight to the point. <laughs> hey, Nicky. Congratulations. <laughs> you just tortured a beautiful animal. Hell yeah! I'll show you the, I'll <laughs> show you congratulations. the, the original tweet. Does it look like the Fonz is torturing anything in this picture? Dude, the fish is smiling. He's handling it, like, carefully. Very carefully. Yeah, the, the guy literally writes, like, children's books. Like, he's such a, a warm-hearted creature. He's Henry known. Winkler. He's been known throughout Hollywood as, like, you know the, who else has a warm heart? the nicest Fish. man in any industry. The nicest man on the planet. Why him? There, you know, well, go watch Deadliest Catch. Go complain to all of these other fucking fishermen out there. Or anybody. Go write a letter to the fucking cattle ranch for putting cows in the field. Henry, I know what you mean, but it came out wrong. Good hunters know not to celebrate. <laughs> it came Even out catch and release. He said, "I do can't. it as sustenance in his practice, but don't celebrate." Did he say, "I can't even begin to say like how beautiful the planet is"? Something like that. And it's like you did it wrong. It's not beautiful. It's actually very fucked up here in America. And the fish suffers from a lack of oxygen. Sit on it, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on it. That comes from. There's uh, a taste of your own meds, bitch. At free hugs <laughs> wants you to sit on it. Yeah. Here's a hug. What a bipolar asshole. 
Yeah, no, it's crazy. This just blew my mind that people can't see a guy catch a fish. Oh, my God, this is the best one. This one made me laugh out loud. <laughs> the guy, okay, I got to read the original tweet before I read this one. Okay. Let's get into it. Henry Winkler is so happy. I can't exclaim. Like, look at his face. Look how happy his face is. Use that for some promo <laughs> for the never, episode I've this week. I've never seen a person happier. Yeah. I can't express the beauty. It makes me happy to see him happy. I can't express the beauty everywhere on this planet. Uh... And, and here's a, a reply from Forex Keys Levels. Three children are dead tonight in Gaza, Palestine. It's not beautiful <laughs> everywhere, Henry. <laughs> Can't a guy catch a fish anymore? <laughs> you know the Hindenburg went down over 100 years ago, Henry. It's not good. I've seen like... Uh, I've just said this before. There's like videos. Uh, you'll see. I follow like uh, weird history accounts, and and there's a video from like 1903. Now that's on it. This is just a weird thing that happened. Was everybody hates the funds for going fishing? In like 1903, uh, an elephant that was owned by like a circus. Two fish and an elephant. Uh, or? Some guy at the circus like put out a cigar on the elephant's leg or something, and the elephant fucking kicked him like 20 feet, and he died. Hell yeah. And then as a result, the circus was like, we're going to put down the elephant because it killed somebody. Uh, and Thomas Edison's company, who was working on like electricity and so wanted to like display... Uh, Thomas Edison is problematic because the electric chair was spawned of his invention. It wasn't Edison himself, but I think it was the Edison company. They offered to electrocute the elephant for the circus as a means of execution and to show off like what they're doing over here at Edison yeah. Electric. You want to see us kill the biggest thing we've ever seen? What we're doing over here is so powerful we can kill a fucking elephant. Anyway, they did it. And it's on film. You can watch the film. So he's dead. <laughs> From 1903 of an elephant being electrocuted. Take it down. And Canceled. You, and then you look at it on this weird history page and you go through the comments and it's like, I get, I get not wanting the elephant to have been killed, but it goes further than that. It's the people who were like, their, their life their, are like, altered uh they're they're experiencing like trauma over just being informed that an elephant a hundred years ago was that's killed. where we're at though you tell somebody some fucking uh you know some what's the word i'm looking for a weak little bitch i don't know some like ultra woke it's like basically you hear about bad news that happened lifetimes ago and How now they can you be equate this it to now over an elephant that died a hundred years ago exactly you can't be you know elephants are dying today now i guarantee it Somewhere, an elephant's dying, maybe in an inhumane way. You know, if, if this elephant wasn't electrocuted 100 years ago, it would have died naturally 100 years ago. And more so, I'm about to shit my pants. I'll be right back. <laughs> that is better. But yeah, I like to follow these old history accounts, and it gets harder and harder with, like, there's, there's almost nothing these people can post on one of these pages from a long time ago that someone won't find something to cry about. And it's like, how, how affected really are you that you found out an animal died so long ago? It's another installment of like people just needing to like overcompensate to, to fucking advertise their virtue to a bunch of strangers. What kind of social equity did you really earn by defending a dead elephant that died 100 years ago? Yeah, I think this is going to be a new um, segment on the show probably is like... Like, take the, you know, get mad at this. Like, something that there's no fucking way you can isolate this and be you know, furious at. Is he the problem? 
We talking want, about the fawns? Yes. How many people go fishing? How many people hunt animals to then cook them and sell them to us to eat? Like, get over yourselves, you fucking losers. I can think of two people right now off the top of my head that go fishing. Joe Pesci and Danny Glover. <laughs> I'd say they'd, they'd gone fishing. Two American treasures. All right, let's get into some fan questions before we have to wrap this one up. And maybe there's time to take a shower. I don't know what's going on here, but we're pushing it. And we're going to cruise to Austin and uh, see some Kill Tony. There's only time for Baby. us to, uh, to take a shower together. Prison style. Yeah! I thought you were going to do the... What? You want to be gay with me. <laughs> it was more up you your alley. Fine. You want to be gay with me? There we oh, go. All right. <laughs> in your endo. Uh, the Big Lebowski writes in. Hey, it's Travis from Iowa. I got a backup with Kale from Iowa and that uh, Nebraska dude said. Casey's Pizza is objectively good, but a couple of caveats. It varies widely based on location and who is making it. Yeah, maybe they'll sprinkle some pubes in there. Yeah, if it's, it's a, a gas station. Uh, of K course it does. Casey's is capable of making great pie, but if the employee sucks, then the pizza suffers. I mean, that makes sense. And for an employee to suck at a gas station makes even more sense. It sounds like like two people know a Casey's where one person there like gives more of a shit than at other Casey's is yeah. about the quality of the pizza. So they're 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 offended. Also, uh, the takeout pizza that you order from home is usually much better than the stuff in the, quote, wheel of death. What does that, that mean? I don't know what that means. Takeout, wait, wait, wait. Takeout pizza that you order from home? Like? Casey's? You order Casey's pizza from home? You call a gas station and have them deliver you pizza from? You DoorDash gas station pizza? Uh, so if you decide to give it a shot when you come to Do these people Iowa, understand that they're only strengthening my case? Well, we're probably going to find one on the way home next week uh, in Missouri. But it says, if you come through Iowa, find a place 30 uh, miles up the road or 30 minutes up the road. Order an entire pizza to be uh, ready to go when you get there. So, like, oh, the wheel of death. What he's talking about is, like, the one that's out there next to the register. If you order one fresh right. to pick up, like, a full pizza instead of buying a slice that's been sitting. That's what he's talking about. I get that. Also, term, Casey's uses real ingredients, LOL. Uh, they are a legit licensed restaurant, and every store has a pizza oven in it. So you just said, you said last week, right? What, are they flipping dough back there and really cooking? I he didn't so. answer my dough flipping question. <laughs> Do they flip the dough, Jeff Lebowski, if that is your real name? Some even have sandwich shops that are better than Subway for half the money. Anyway, hope to wow, see you Wow, better all than Subway. Real high bar you're setting <laughs> there. The company who just had a, a fucking, someone just did a study on their tuna to find that there's absolutely no tuna DNA in their tuna. Um, the company who in Ireland is no longer allowed to call their bread bread because its ingredients don't constitute bread. And then he says, anyway, hope to see you all at Skankfest in Scroosted. Big time announcement this week, ladies and gentlemen. Big time. Big, big time announcements. Big buh. Big buh. <laughs> That's right. We are big bring over here. Oh, man. Uh, as, as some of you may have seen from big one Louis J. Gomez's own Twitter feed. So cool. Uh, some big names were announced on Skankfest South in Houston. Oh, November yeah, there's going to be uh, Doug Stanhope, week. Bob Saget, the Palmer Miss, Squares. Miss Pat, Palmer Squares. Palmer Squares are there, I don't know. Dougie, Dougie no. Stans. Yeah, you got you know, Shane Gillis, Dan Soder, Palmer Squares. And, um, They're in good company. Yeah, Ari Shafir, Palmer Squares. As are we. Uh, yeah, I'm so, <laughs> so excited. 
Um, so yeah, we played Skankfest in New York. That's actually Travis that we hung out with um, in Skankfest that wrote in there. Right. Uh, and that was like one of the best weekends of my life. It was so much fun. Agreed. We got to see so many. Com- We're just comedy junkies. Everybody knows it. And and at the time. I guess right before COVID, you know, they were planning to do a Skankfest in Houston. And they were the first one not in New York. Skankfest South. Like our album release show, like everything else that was planned last spring, it gets canceled. It gets pushed back. And they've been trying since to rebook like it. Like everybody they rebooked who it. cancels every... Fuck. Idiot. <laughs> like everybody who catches a fish. And uh, so, yeah, I saw them last week, like kind of promoting that they're putting tickets on sale for the rebook in November in Houston. And I just commented on his thing, like... Y'all need more live music? Are you doing music? That's how I got us on the first one. When we fucking met them, they were promoting Skankfest three years ago, and I was like, y'all book music acts yet or just comedy? There's a moral to the story, you just, guys. Just shoot the shot. Speak it into existence. So I commented on that, and like, maybe like, hey, maybe, maybe that'll... Or he, type he, it into And existence. he just says, let's talk. So I DM him, and I say like, I basically just said, we'll rap for Skankfest takes. Well, that's enough talking for me. Yep. He didn't respond. He just announced <laughs> no that we're on, that we got added. Surprise musical guest edition. And we're going to fucking, we're going to Houston tomorrow night for a free show. First time ever there. And we will be back, ladies and gentlemen, before the end of the for year. For a much more expensive show. Yeah, you're not, it's, by the time you hear this, it may be sold, all, sold out already. And uh, yeah, it's, it's probably going to be an expensive ticket because it ain't for us. It's for a day of comedy. All, and then us um, at the end, probably. All, all access tickets have been sold out. They sold out in less than 30 minutes. So. Awesome. There are day passes left at this point in time. Oh, so we're doing it, baby. We are back. I've thought about this for about two years. So I was like, I wonder if there's any chance they would Same. ever invite us back to another game. I had basically uh, come to the conclusion that we wouldn't. I and that was okay with me. I, I was, was like, like maybe, it's okay. Maybe, I'm not holding it against anybody. Maybe the next one in New York makes sense. But right. they're trying to set one up in Texas right. for the first time. They're probably going to focus on, you know, not rappers, just the, getting the comics there. Bam, baby, we in this bitch. So excited. So, yeah, we'll see you there if you have tickets. Travi, Bubby, hope to see you. Let's do another. A lot, um, of fun. a lot of fun. Can't wait. Here is a voicemail. All right, Queer Baits. I got to let you fuckers know right now that gas station pizza in America is complete trash. It's garbage. Woo! It's not even worthy of like being a coaster for my drinks. Is this one of our Italian listeners who's about to fill me in? On if they sell at, uh, pizza at gas stations in Italy. I got to be honest. It sounds like two trains. So I'm guessing he's never been to Italy for sure. So fuck gas station pizza. Fuck people that eat gas station pizza. <laughs> and uh, as far as like Italy having gas station pizza, I've been to Italy and they do. But it's good because in Italy they got this shit called auto grill. I'm not just. I'm the chucklehead. <laughs> okay. He <laughs> has been to Italy chain, and fella. had the gas station pizza. Where they got pizza and chicken tenders and all kinds of Wait, delicious auto what? Treats, but you Hold on, let's run. Auto erotic. Because in Italy they got this shit called auto grill, where they got pizza and chicken tenders and all kinds of delicious treats, but you can also get gas. But they're fucking awesome. Fuck American gas station pizza. Fly abroad. Go to the gas uh, station. Get the pie. All right, faggot, I'm out. Listen, we're going to Casey's on the way home. It's happening. God damn this fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Auto Grill, their website right now, and uh, you know they got like a, like a legit like I was saying like a legitimate chef with like the puffy hat. That what is what is the sh- the sh- the smock that chefs wear? Is it just called a chef smock? An apron? You fucking idiot! 
Look at his smock. Oh, that's not an apron. That's like the full shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Call it an apron again, bitch. <laughs> anyway, this pizza looks fucking amazing. This isn't a gas station. Is this a gas station? Dude, Italy is fucking dope. All right, here's another thing that Mussolini had hey, all figured uh, what out. Up, you fags? I got a highly recommended for you. I don't think I've heard you mention this show before, uh, directed by David Lynch. It's uh, Twin Peaks. A little thing called Twin Peaks. Have you ever heard of it? What, do you think you're fucking turning us on to Twin Peaks right now with your voicemail, you son of a bitch? Go yeah, on. I, I'm not familiar. I've only seen every episode <laughs> ever. I only gave up on the second season because it wasn't as good as the first. Peaks and the movie Fire, Fire Walk, Walk With Me. With me. And uh, the other show, Twin Peaks The Return, that came out in 2017. Very good shows. I just would like to hear your opinion on it if you have them. Thanks. Here's Term's opinion, apparently. <laughs> well, that's my opinion of seasons two and three. Did Not interested. Yeah, season I, um, one was great. Big drop off, if you ask me, from season one to two. I definitely I saw Fire Walk with me, the movie first, and I, obviously I didn't really get the yeah. full picture because I never saw the show. So yeah. I started yeah. there and then went back and watched it. And I did watch The Return in 2017. I watched every episode of The Return and I don't know what the fuck happened. No idea. I, I, I like knew what was happening in seasons one and two. No I only watched, fucking clue what like a, went on in The Return. I only watched a couple scenes of season three when you were watching it and I was just in the room because it's when we lived together. There was like definitely some cool scenes that I enjoyed. But like as far as the, the you know episode to episode... It Nothing was bizarre. Me. Yeah, it was like too beyond my realm of comprehension. I, I gathered I, what I needed to know. I'm not going to like this. Uh, I watch TV with the captions on sometimes, and that's all I really remember about it was that the captions were just a lot of things like silent whooshing, distant whooshing, things like that. It's just a lot of noises that yeah. they got to tell you David what that Lynch is. David Lynch really relies on that whoosh crutch. Yeah. I'm not like. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's like a Twitter account called like uh, uh, Twin Peaks Captions, you know, and that's all they do is. Let me see if I can find it. I'm not, I've never been David Lynch's biggest appreciator. I went through uh, a big phase. I like him and, a lot. And actually. Ak went through a bigger phase, and we have we have some homies uh, in our little film buff circle. Everybody loves David Lynch. Well, I've always also, been the odd man out. Well, I'm also a filmmaker. No, I went to film school. I've been editing video and like involved in video production since I was 13. And at, like I do respect his uh, unique lane he's paved for himself. I don't, not, I don't he's not a very creative guy, but I definitely don't Highly love all of his work. Right. There's some work I'm I love Mulholland Drive. Wait, I fucking I go love back that movie. To when we were in high school with Dylan yeah. in your bedroom watching Eraserhead. The movie ends and and it's just been quiet for the whole duration and I'm like, now that it's over, me and my friends could shit on this shitty movie that we just watched. <laughs> And before I can say anything, you and Dylan go, that was awesome. Which movie? Eraserhead, the fucking worst movie ever made. Oh, I'm, that's... Movie stinks. And it, you guys... I don't think it's a great movie. I was like, we're about to all shit on this together as friends, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And you guys fucking loved it. Um, and from that day, time, I was like, I don't, I don't understand what everybody washes this Lynch guy's balls for. No. I don't get it. No, but what it, I do it, get it is certainly wouldn't be in my top five. Blue Velvet. Yes. Lost Highway. Good movie. Uh, I did not like I'm Inland Empire. The, that, the that Nicolas wasn't... Cage, Laura Dern one, where she's really sexy. Fuck! What is that called? Mother of shit. Mother of shit. Was Red a Rock great West one. was that him or was that somebody else? No, that was another director. That's not the Nick Cage one. For I sure. Nick Cage was in that. You've never seen Red Rock West? No. Faggot. 
I think I have. Uh, Red Rock West, 1993. Uh, I, it's directed by John Dahl, Nicolas Cage. Yes, I remember. That was a good movie. I think this is another thing that you watched, and I was in the room for some of it. That's not the one I'm thinking of, though, where Nicolas Cage murders a guy in the first scene, and Laura Dern is so sexy. What is that movie? Oh, the, the fucking Elvis one. What is that called? She's, she's so hot in that movie. Want to touch the hiney. Nick, why can't I think of this fucking movie? I don't know. It's really bothering me that I can't either. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart! Damn it. That's a good movie. Shut up! My bad. Um, you blew it! And even though like, I don't understand Mulholland Drive, and I don't think anybody does. I, I, I 100% understand it. It's a good movie. Watch it again. I like the scene. I just did pretty recently. Uh, and I love you, the you scene. You don't understand it because it's, it, the scenes are out of order? Did you not understand Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction is a much more basic storyline. It is. But it's like, the, what's, what's more confusing? You know, it's like, it's just a nonlinear scene structure. Kind of a la Pulp Fiction. Is that what confused you? Cause Explain it to me then. What does the movie mean? What, what is mean? it about? What is the movie Hot mean? Hot Shot. What, is, what does Pulp Fiction mean? What are you going to do? Wrap me up in caution tape, Top Cop? What does Pulp Fiction mean? <laughs> it's I don't know, but I can tell you like uh, the basic plot line. What is the basic plot line of Mulholland Drive? This lady loses her memory and she, she needs help from Naomi Watts yeah. to know who she is. Lesbians. That's what it means. And then they eat each other's pussies. Les out in Hollywood. That's the meaning. And then some meaning. fucking creepy bum crawls out from behind a dumpster and scares uh, that guy who's been in a million things, but I don't know his name. <laughs> The best part of the movie. I know the guy. I know exactly who you're talking. It's been in everything, and I don't know who he is. Uh, my favorite part of Mohan Drive, though, is when the guy—I don't even remember what the guy's there for, but he's like robbing someone, and then he shoots the person, and the bullet goes through the the oh. wall, and it hits the fat lady in the next room, and then he's got to go kill her, the and that goes terribly hitman. wrong. He's a good character. Awesome scene. I love the clumsy hitman scene. It's my yep. favorite part of the movie. Um, I do like stories that, uh, or not stories, but like movies that are. Like I, that I don't understand on a first watch. Right. So, sometimes I can't stand because I'll never understand it. Like Tenet, right? Like I didn't understand it on a first watch. That's more, more, more of like one of those Christopher Nolan cop-outs though where it's like, well, since it's about time travel and this and that, it doesn't have to make sense because they're doing something that right. doesn't exist. But I like that in Mulholland Drive by uh, rearranging the scene order. There's like, there's a clues in it. Like there's a hitman or like I think the blue key on the table was going to be left on the table after like... The, the hit was complete, but the scene is out of order. So you see like the person living later in the movie after they'd been dead. But if you're like right. paying attention to the clues, right. like, I like that. I like they need to make one to of think those, about uh, it and maybe read an article after like, hmm, they what, need to make one of those chronological re-edits like they did with the Godfather that I'm not interested in watching. All right. Yeah. Put them in order. Do one of those with Mulholland Drive and that would probably make it make a lot more sense. Here's just a, a, a quick handful of Twin Peaks captions on Twitter. Indistinct radio chatter. Dark music. Coin clatters. Engine idling. Like, uh, do you think deaf people appreciate captions like this? Furniture clatters. We weapon whips. Flesh squishing. Do you think a deaf person watching Twin Peaks, their experience would be like not as fulfilled if they didn't know that there was indistinctive radio chatter going on at that very moment? Children chattering. Elevator buzzing. Phones ringing distantly. It's unnecessary. Where's, just, the, where's all the goddamn whooshing? If I'm a deaf guy and I'm watching TV, just tell me what someone says when their lips are moving. I don't need to know that there's <laughs> whooshing going on. Truck bed clanks. Clacking resumes. So I guess we haven't so much Clacking talked about stops. Twin Peaks uh, with this guy's question. I liked the first season. 
I liked the midget uh, talking backwards. I liked uh, the crazy guy who would sing and dance and stuff. What was his name? Uh, we need to move on. The guy who's always singing, Twin Peaks. Uh, here's something from Austin, from Texas, right? We'll see you this week, maybe. Yo, what's up, Squares? It's Austin from Boston. Um, oh, I right, Boston. Congratulate you guys on 200 episodes. It's Boston, awesome. Texas. And wanted to say some of my favorite parts of the TPS Reports podcast. Uh, some of my favorite moments are when you guys have Dylan on the show because he's fucking hilarious. Facts. Uh, my favorite episode is probably where he talks about <laughs> his, <laughs> where he talks about his girlfriend beating him off in the movie theaters to Knives Out and him coming all over himself. <laughs> I thought that was a fucking hilarious story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then some of my other favorite episodes is uh, where you guys talk about where you get mugged in Chicago. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, I know it was obviously probably pretty scary. No, for you no. Guys. Term got mugged in San Francisco. We got jumped. I didn't Chicago. get mugged. I fought him off. I fought off my assailants. It was an attempted mugging. I threw a high kick, and he was like, whoa. The way the wrong term guy. explains the story with uh, Acumenal's, like, you know, side comments is fucking hilarious. I, that's my favorite episode. I can't name it because I'm not crazy, but whatever. Have a good one, y'all. Oh, that's right. I'm gay. You're gay. Nice. Everybody that listens to the show is gay. <laughs> so let's take a shower together. Whoa. Wow. Premonitions. We just said we're going to do that. We got to do it now. We got to cross streams in the shower, Dude, pee down the drain. It was very weird. We were goofing with uh, you know, Ben and Skyler and the guys, and something came up about, like, we were talking about Dell, the funky homo sapien. We told this story on, the, on the show. Would, fuck the story. We were talking about how, like. Go uh, back and listen to it if you want to know. Yeah, basically, Dell forgot some words, all of them, in the song when we to saw it. To his most popular song. But his first word in, in, the, uh, in the song is. Finally, someone let me out of my cage. And we were joking how, like, finally is all he could remember. And it's it was like the last song. The first last word, word. The first word is kind of like the conclusion. And like, finally. Uh, and then we were playing a show a few hours later in Norman, and the DJ plays that and then fades it out right after he goes, finally. And it was like, we were just talking about how crazy he only remembered the first word, which was to say finally. And then nothing after. That was like, I don't know. You just did that with the shower comment, Austin. Yeah, you did. Are we going to see you in, where, you, where were you at? Dallas-Fort Worth area? I'm trying to remember for reals where this guy's from, because it is Texas, right? He just said Boston. Yeah, because we've been doing this for a year, joking <laughs> that it's Austin from Boston. But he's actually from Texas. Look, you joke around long enough, it just becomes... Facts. Um, well, shit. Got a lot more stuff, fan question-wise, but we do have to get back on the road, you guys. Got a comedy show to go check out tonight. Should we do one more? In Boston. One final one. One, one. last one. A uh, 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 voicemail or a question or something? Yeah. Here, let's do this. Because um, this will this will send us off on 30 more minutes. Uh, what's up, Squares? Coca-Cola Opinions Wanted. This is an old story, but it was sent in recently. It says, hey, dudes, would really like to hear your opinions on the Coca-Cola job application where it says to, quote, be less white. I think it's bullshit. Hope to. That's not an application. Hope to hear you discuss in term, probably get angry. Um, well, he, he sent some screen grabs from, well, what is it if it's not an application? I thought it was thought for their was employees. Like, yeah, but like if existing. you're an employee, you don't need an application. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's like a, my bad. something they sent out right. to their already employees. It's not like a box that you have to check on when you're applying for a job. Right. Like, I am less white. They, um, were, they were instructing their employees uh, I remember hearing about this months ago, and there was like some screen grabs leaked from some sort of corporate email. Right, to, that's to what staff. it was like a corporate memo. 
It says here's some. I never saw these actually, but I remember this being like something everybody else was bitching about. Uh, confronting racism, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. To be less white is to semicolon, and then here's a list: be less oppressive, be less arrogant. Which by proxy be less it means certain. these are characteristics of white skin color havers. Right. They're oppressive. They're arrogant. Be less certain. They're certain. It's like, so I'm supposed to be a fucking idiot? You want to hire a fucking idiot who doesn't know how to be decisive? Right. Be less Are certain. Are you recommending uncertainty? Because that's that like Karen type of like, actually, that whole thing. Actually. Well, like just I'm, so you like know. Like I'm certain. Yeah, just so you know. Just so you know your certainty. Yeah. It, it, uh, it affects certain. others. It oppresses others. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this Coca-Cola? Like, yes. What are the... Like I've never been to the Coca-Cola store. Like who who are these who are these employees? Who are these people? You know what I mean? Like it's corporate. Who are they interacting? Yeah, this is all like desk job. Yes, this is like headquarters. So it's shit. not even like um, there's a cashier, you know, to like that you would be interacting with. So in your emails, be less certain. Like I don't know. I'm just I don't get it. But uh, yeah, that would be great. You know, like a, a cashier. It's just like yeah, did you get my order? Yeah, I'm gonna have a McDouble and a fry. You got that? I think I don't know. it's three dollars. You 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 wanted a grilled cheese on raisin toast, right? And not a French toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just one of those things of like. Uh, I'm not certain what you ordered. Uh, you know, the the, the they're kind of like just attributing tenets to a race. That just are, like tenet, I don't get it. I don't get it. Attributing negative tenets to a race, so they're like, to be white is a negative thing. However, if you know, obviously, if someone at a, in any corporate job were you could, to you couldn't do describe, this to anybody else. Yeah, if someone at any corporate job were to describe being black, be less as a black. Hey, thing, show up on time. Don't be late. Fired, so fired, totally fired. Exactly. Uh, here's some more on the list. Be less Moron. defensive. Be less ignorant. It's like you're just calling me an asshole. You're just saying that white people are <laughs> oppressive, offensive, ignorant, certain people. Be more humble. There's a whole list of be lesses, and now it's be more humble. Listen, believe, break with apathy break with white solidarity and, and doesn't it kind of have a bit of that like uh as it's been called before like liberal condescension that's racist in its own right of like it's basically saying like be less awesome because we're the best we've yeah. always been the best and we dominate everybody else so <laughs> stop being so great and give other people a shot yeah i mean i can understand to say like like be less arrogant or something. If, Reminds me of like I was is telling there a pro, you. Like this would be more a pull the specific employee to the side thing. Like hey, you you've been very arrogant on these conference calls. Like and you act like you know everything, but that that type of thing. Like let me let me pull you aside and have a few choice words with you, sir. Not here's everybody a blanket statement because all the white people need to be. I'm sure there's white people working for Coke that do their job very well, and I'm sure there's black people working for anybody or brown people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll or stop you right there. <laughs> people of any color working for anybody who also display these negative attributes. It's not attributed to their skin color. And it's attributed to their personality. And then there's one more little slide Personal. here. Um, uh, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they're white. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it is better to be white. That, that's probably true. Like, kids are perceptive, and they'll, they'll pick up on things. Um, like, I don't know that they would be like, hey, I'm no, four years I old. I know up, that it's better to be white. But never as a child did I pick up that I'm better off having white skin. Uh, probably where you're from, as too. As a child. Like, if you live in Kentucky and you're the only black kid in your class, like, I, I bet the white kids are 
figuring out that that one of them is not like the others and that's probably not a good thing you know what i mean like we didn't have that we didn't have the one how are they figuring that out by constantly being told from sources like this that they are that they do have it better off i don't i don't don't see how it's progressive to look at somebody who's black and just assume me being a white guy for me to look at anyone who's black how is it not prejudiced for me to go also i have it better off than this guy also my skin color coca-cola obviously i don't know where they're from shacked up with this fucking white fragility author because this is all the 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 header on this video that they're sending around for people to watch it's uh confronting racism with robin d'angelo that's who wrote White Fragility, which is a book that basically says if which you're is a white, white lady, even though it sounds a, like a black a, name, right? A white lady basically white lady. telling white people like, "Look, you might think you're a good person, but I will t- read my book, and you aren't. You know, you're you're not. You're not a good person. You're a racist." <laughs> it reminds me of I was telling you I watched it's fucking uh, racist, man. Uh, a clip somewhere weeks ago of like it was a black dude interviewing a white dude, and the black dude says like. Uh, all the things that he enjoys about being black and he wants to and he's asking the white guy like tell me one positive thing about being white he's trying to bait the guy into saying that like well i get treated better at restaurants or whatever well, what did the black guy say that he was stuff proud that's of? like cultural about like you know i like the food uh and and you know uh the music or, or the, whatever the clothes styles fashion but that's not like attributed to your skin color that's regional that's ethnic as a white guy i can make those same answers where it's like i like eating fucking yeah i like soul food i like food. eating potato <laughs> latkes and kugel at my family gatherings because i'm because we're jewish right uh but i also you're like, also a white guy and you don't have those things i in also your like quote unquote black food like I, as a white person that's some of my favorite as parts. an american <laughs> i like getting to dabble into all of the the flavors of the melting pot Right. Do I, I couldn't say, like, well, I like rap music and I like no, but soul food. I'm saying more so that, like, the black dude's points were all points that for a white guy could just go back to your nationality. If I'm German, right. then, yeah, I like strudel and I like German foods and I like Lederhosen and I like German music. That's not because I'm white. It's because I'm German. Just like a black dude from New Orleans is into different things than a black dude from Jamaica. They don't have the same answers of what of positive things that they like about being black. So they're they're baiting the white dude into just defining whiteness as like oppressive superiority. Like white people don't have culture. Because white isn't a culture. Right. It's kind of this thing that was claimed by you I'm know, white Germans you're and white. Swiss and like all these I'm from Russia and Germany. Your heritage is not from Russia and Germany. We're not the same type of white guy. We don't right. have the same type of heritage and culture. I actually don't identify as white, so I'm off the hook here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I try to be less white all the time. That's why I'm, you know. Right, I try and uh, cock my hat to the side a little bit. Yeah. Throw a little slang into my conversation. Yeah, I got a rap career. My girlfriend's mixed. Look at me. I'm, I'm, how can I be less white? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit. Let's, uh, lo- oh, Jesus Christ, dude. My head is fucking broken. Let's do a few of these YouTube comments let's do it i love it i absolutely love it um yeah we'll give you guys an update next week on how the texas stuff went if you're listening now and you're near texas cities you know austin houston (gasps) denton and san antonio this thursday through sunday uh the oklahoma shows were fucking awesome the palmer squares are better than ever we play like an hour and a half now we don't stop at an hour we just go we go until they say hey we're closed Yeah! (laughs) I did not mean to play Static X again, but here we go. All right, let's...
Let's music bet it while we read some fucking <laughs> YouTube comments. That was a perfect. Hey, sometimes you know, accident, happy accident. What do they call that called. when uh, when uh, like a radio DJ like talks? Hitting the post. Hitting the post. I hit that post. All right, here's the first comment, and it's on acknowledge from Katie. It says, "Caitlin H loves you." Katie comments again, and likes you, Seth. I guess three smiley face or wait was she using uh, one, my government one smiley face and two um like eesh faces with the teeth like <laughs> what's that what's that mood called how come it's just a, a k i want to see like an avi i want to see what them titties do um dm term your titties kate please um, bars video you guys are you guys absolutely killed it with this album bars is not on and out. oh it is out with the old yeah he's right uh, my Jack Harlow remix. Why haven't we hit one million subs and views yet? People, we're slacking. Push hard, people. Push. Yeah, thank you, Lee Colfax. But um, nobody's reading that but me right now, ever, ever in the world. But thank you for your comment. Here's something on the last live stream. Term K Country CD now. Brainwash video. This was really great. Thanks. Woken. This aged like finer than wine. Okay. Live stream, my favorite duo ever. Live stream, Suns in four. More realistically, five, maybe six. Bucks in seven. Yeah, right. Uh, acknowledge, this goes hard. Um, EOM cipher, a shape-shifting Palmer parallelogram. I believe someone said that. Maybe me. Jane Adams, I love y'all stuff. I just opened my studio, man. Would love to cipher with y'all. Never going to happen. Uh, Rohypnol video. This shit right here is the truth. This is what hip-hop is. Scratch that. This is what rap is. It's like, just delete the words and say the part you want to say. Brought to you by the leading authority <laughs> on what is rap. What is hip-hop? Uh, I know I did Some more than probably 10. probably white kid from a suburb somewhere. We definitely did more than 10. Last one, word video. Just notice not a single dislike on this video. That's unheard of on YouTube. I didn't even know that. Almost hit dislike just because, but kept the streak going. Always fire bros. Smooches. I've actually speculated in the past that a lot of our videos back in the day would get one dislike. And I was wondering if it was like a big fan that just wanted to be a cunt. You know? Unbelievable. Um, see if it still, still reigns true on the word. Let's see. Well, now I'm going to be clicking away from static. It's going to ruin our static X Kind bed. of a bummer. That was the end, anyways. 49 dislikes, so. The sir, hell what are is you this talking, guy talking about? about? That's like as many people as were at our show in Norman that hate this fucking song. <laughs> what a delusional asshole. All right. Thanks, everybody. Speaking of delusional asshole, here's that. Here's Wes Borland <laughs> images again. <laughs> uh, this week, Texas, tomorrow, baby, really free show I'd in Houston. Love to think about. Uh, you know, like one of those uh, cinematic universes where in the Home Improvement Universe, Al Borland, straight-laced, plaid shirt, uh, carpenter guy. I don't think so, Wes. Has a younger brother named Wes <laughs> who plays in a rock band and wears dilated contacts. Um, yeah, you guys, you got to come check us out this week. Who knows when we'll be back in Texas? I mean, we'll be back in Houston. Skankfest in November. But other than that, this year, baby, this is the time. Strike while the proverbial iron is hot. Tomorrow night, July 15th, Houston, Texas. That's a free show, motherfuckers. Friday night, Ben Book's belated birthday bash. Woo! Um, in Austin, Texas, the 16th. Denton, Saturday night, the 17th. Um, and San Antonio on the 18th. I don't believe there are... There, there's no pre-sale link. Definitely not for Denton. 
No. But there are tickets. Come on out. Don't worry if like there's no link. There isn't that's tickets how they at do the it door. Out there. Yeah. There there once was a time where you went to a show, you go there and you buy a ticket at the door. Hell yes. Um, it's called living life, you guys. And yeah, uh, TPS Sports Podcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. Write in, call in. Go to patreon.com slash Palmer Squares right now. Check out that video, Brainwash. But Brainwash. you don't have to because it's going to be everywhere this week. Uh, so you'll see it. And uh, we got another one in the works for the 1st of August. So stay tuned uh, for that on Patreon. PalmerSquares.com slash shop. Pick up some gear. I feel like we overshot our landing on these tour t-shirts. We're going to have a lot of leftovers. You guys. If you're not at the tour and you think, why would I want that shirt? It's like, just fucking help us out, man. Because it's Buy dope. Buy a shirt. We bought too many. You um, don't have to have attended a tour to wear their shirts. They sell plenty of like ACDC Tokyo 97 tour shirts at like Kohl's and Target. Kohl's Chamber. Nobody who buys those went to the fucking tour. And okay. uh, with or without it, vinyl, still on sale at bishoprecords.com. Grab them before they sell out. I, I was drunk when we checked in the hotel last night. But oh, I, shit. What? I went to the P.O. box before we left for tour, and I grabbed two things that were waiting in the P.O. box, and they're sitting in the van downstairs. And even though I went downstairs to get the podcast stuff out of the van this morning, I didn't grab those two boxes from the P.O. box. <clears throat> you blew it! Me. You suck! Unbelievable. No. Man, you corny! I did uh, make the move, though, to close, to officially close out our P.O. box and to officially open a new one. So we both need to be there to open the new one. So Wait, we both have to turn our key at the same time like a fucking missile code? We, if for, in order for both of us to get mail, we both have to be present and show our IDs or something. When I don't I was, remember doing that the first time, but I, I guess we when did. When I was drunkenly checking into the hotel last night, I remember the lady said, she said this, and I don't, she said that the AC in our room, has been a little bluey lately. I believe she said bluey. Um, she said it was like, she said, if you have any issues with the AC, let me know and we will give you 10,000. Uh, Let's go tell them that it didn't work. Like, what is 10,000 rewards points? Does, it, does that mean we could get a, a free room at another one in Austin? Maybe. We're going to go complain about this fucking piece it of It means shit. more of a free room it's than blowing lukewarm air. You hear this shit? You hear this warm shit? Where's my 10,000 rewards points? For real, though, like that could get us something, right? We need another hotel room tonight, so let's go complain. Let's be Karens. Yeah. Okay. I'm she down. set me up. It's like, don't mention that. You think I won't lie for something free? I slept fine. I was cool, but you know what? Not good enough. I need my rewards points. This is the most satisfactory stay I've had in a hotel in a while, and I'm ready to complain about it. Absolutely. Um, I had one more thing pulled up. What the fuck is I it? I can't believe I left those packages in the van. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know when we're going to record a podcast for next week. Because we are we're it. busy through Sunday, and then we're going to be on the road all day, Monday, and maybe Tuesday. And then it's like, when are we going to record the fucking thing? So I, we may have an episode next week, everybody. I moved them out of the way to grab the podcast bag. I'm the dumbest Get over person it. I know. I mean, yes. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> None taken. Song request for you fucking nutsacks. Uh, this is from Fredo the Rapper. It says, sup, pussies. Been a huge fan since high school. You guys are one of the reasons why I started to rap and always continue to serve inspiration to remain authentic in my work. I've gotten a couple fans from the last time you played my track, and they've been hella supportive in my work since. Has, uh, as you guys say, you literally have the best fans out there. Hold up. <laughs> so cheers to you losers I hope you like slash play the track on the show Super smooches, many dick rubs I love you guys And you know what, I didn't have a fucking plan to, For anything really this week So you're going in the buck 
What's this song called? Where's it at? Where you at, yo? Hey, man. This is Rodeo by Fredo yeah! the Rapper. That's Rodeo by Fredo the Rapper, and we're all going to hear it for the first time together right now. How apropos. Um, we'll see everybody next week, hopefully, uh, if time allows, on the TPS Sports Podcast. Smooches. Kill Whitey. Yes, sir. Yes, Breathe in, breathe out. Bring hell, be foul. Tea time, this out. We gonna sip it, flip it down. Breathe in, breathe out. Bring hell, be foul. Tea time, this out. We gonna sip it, flip it down. Bring my thing in the work. Scan it on quick, sit down in the dirt. Missing that itch, kick grass in the flirt. Sipping these dabs, zip bags like a purse. I'm ripping too fast, can't crash, need a burst. Flipping some trash in the mass in the work. Hit my mans with the brooches of burn. Kick it on back in coach with the purr. Check my bones when I'm holding a fifth. I'm a bundle of joy, undercover, no ploy. Go home with a kiss, miss wonderful oil. Alone in the shit, bitch, don't got a choice. Romaine shit, kid, building a noise. I'm a Chris in the boot with a sip on my voice. Rich in truth, rude man and a boy. Saying fuck you to lose can and deploy. Never really knew what my man would mean when he said it ain't cool to lose track of my things. But I'm rapping the boot straight off of my brain. Rashing the truth, pass me a plate. Hacking this fruit, but only for the taste. Last just a few before I lose face. Passion ensues, burnt rage in my brain. Turn a mass to a zoo, lose straight from the case. We breathe in, breathe out. Bring hell, be foul. Tea time, this hour, we gon' sip it, flip it down. Never really had no chance. Devil is a fool to assume my past. Rats on the truth, break glass. I'ma pace fast, has on my cruel new Zeus with a raised hand. I'ma cool real quick with a true loose lip. Doing cool hoop trips in the pool like a fish. Mood in this bitch, be a cruise like a shit. Movement quick, this beautiful list. Lucifer burnt my room in the ashes. The truth, I'm the damn, I'm losing my mind while losing with lamps. So move as I crash. Lost in my brain, don't break too fast. We. Breathe in, breathe out, bring hell, be foul Tea time, this hour, we gon' sip it, flip it down Breathe in, breathe out, bring hell, be foul Tea time, this hour, we gon' sip it, flip it down